Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Thank you for joining me. It's April 9th, 2022, Saturday. It's a beautiful day out there today. What I want to get into today and what I want to talk about, I want you guys to remember first and foremost, uh, my goal is to inform you where we're at, what the state of the world is, where we're going to be going and how we are going to be able to navigate in the future and how we are going to defend ourselves and fight against ourselves into the near future uh, with the upcoming systems and infrastructure that is being placed around us um, to enslave us and eventually exterminate us. I know it sounds crazy, but it's very, very true. Um, there is a global plan for them to essentially deindustrialize us right now, and we are rolling into that plan very, very, very quickly. And they are, they've been planning this stuff for a very long time, and now you're starting to see it all come into fruition. So that is the purpose and goal of this show, and thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for joining us. There is a special report um, that John Bound did on Bandot video that I felt was so powerful and it uh, really exemplified what's going on and where things are headed into the future in regards to the the blowback uh, that's coming from the injections. Because if you notice, a lot of that stuff has gone away. But here's a John Bound report. We Check it out. We now live in a world where the hidden 1,291 adverse effects, according to a Pfizer document, are popping up everywhere. You no, know, I liken the vaccine to and the and the injuries caused by it. Basically, it, it's like a weapon, right? So the the virus itself was a pretty bad bioweapon to begin with. But what we need to realize is that the the real weapon is the bullet inside the gun, right? So you can deliver the bullet in different ways, um, and the bullet is the spike protein. The virus was was a pretty good gun to shoot the spike protein into your body, but the the vaccine, the injections, are like a dirty bomb. Yet we still won't face the truth. Whilst you've been distracted by Russia, uh, Ukraine, the UK government quietly published data confirming the triple vaccinated are just weeks away from developing acquired immune deficiency syndrome. We're not really certain. Uh, how to treat this. We're kind of throwing the kitchen sink at it. We're throwing um, antiretrovirals at it. We're throwing interferon at it, um, ivermectin, uh, hydroxychloroquine, antiparasitics that are in study right now. We're, we're trying to use um, everything that we can think of uh, to boost up the CD4, CD8 counts um, and reverse this collapse, this calamity, the kill shot, the money ball, whatever you want to call it, uh, it is just devastating to the immune system. I, if you look at the Stanford study, um, the spike protein in the COVID-19 vaccines that everyone is talking about is called the lentivirus. The lenti contains a combination of HIV types one through three, SRV, slash one 
which is AIDS, MERS, and SARS. In the Stanford study, the best known lentivirus is the human immune deficiency pathogen, which causes AIDS. This is why we are seeing autoimmune and neurodegenerative decline after COVID-19, especially the booster. This is a condition known as prion, and the mRNA from the lentivirus cocktail is inserted into the DNA of human cells through an invasive procedure injection and permanently changes the genome of the cell. As Gateway Pundit reported, Richard Jefferson Bustamante Batista suffered a horrific adverse reaction reportedly due to the Pfizer vaccine. Days after receiving his second dose, he developed Stevens-Johnson syndrome, a rare serious disorder of the skin and mucous membranes. And as Substack points out, on the subject of excess deaths of youths, Enter Edward Dowd. He was a portfolio manager for the multinational investment firm BlackRock, saying the millennials about ages 25 to 40 experienced an 84% increase in excess mortality last fall, describing it as the worst ever excess mortality, I think, in history. It was the highest increase in excess deaths of any age group last year, seven times higher than the silent generation who are older than 85. And the increase coincided with the vaccine mandates and the approval of the booster shots. Basically, millennials experienced a Vietnam War in the second half of 2021, Dowd said, noting 58,000 people died in that conflict. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. And as the casualties and injuries continue to pile up for celebrities from the very real possibility of the mRNA vaccine, 67-year-old Bruce Willis's recent announcement of aphasia ending his career has doctors immediately ruling out the vaccine as causal. Regardless of the many COVID vaccine recipients reporting brain fog and a failure to concentrate after taking the vaccine, while the VAERS data shows 3,057 cases where aphasia is a symptom due to the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine injuries and deaths are mounting. There is no escape from the aftermath of the first phase of the war on humanity by the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. John Bound reporting. Powerful report over at Band.Video. If you haven't been to Band.Video, uh, there's a lot of Band videos. You could imagine being there uh, with some very cutting edge information uh, <coughs> surrounding this pandemic that suddenly disappeared and nobody's really talking about which behind the scenes they are still rolling out the infrastructure uh they biden quietly uh reinstated the vaccine requirement for all federal employees so as i've said and as i continue to say and as i will continue to say from the future is that uh this thing is not going away they're giving us a small break and I've noticed a lot of people uh, just in my circle, just kind of around in a conglomerate. Everybody's going back to sleep. You're getting fat and happy with the big fat chicken on your, on your table again. And we cannot do that. We cannot forget what they did to us because more importantly, they're going to do it again. And they're going to get ready to roll it out again in the near future. I cannot stress this to you guys enough. I cannot convey this to you enough. As this ADE sets in with people, 
And as more people start to get sick that got the vaccine because their immune system is essentially diminished down to nothing. As this happens, they are going to use that as an excuse and a preface into the next phase to state that there is an another pandemic going on. And lo and behold, they had already passed all the infrastructure, such as the Strong Cities Initiative that we were talking about with Portland last week. They had already put in the infrastructure to escalate the depths in which they can control a society. We are migrating closer and closer to China. And where China is, China's locked down right now in some cities, folks. They have 37 million people in a massive, quote, pandemic lockdown state right now. Did you know that? Did you know that that's what's happening right now? It's crazy the things that are going on. Another thing, there's a study that came out from Information Liberation, Americans will need to spend $5,200 more this year to live the exact same life. $5,200. That's how much they've robbed from you with just mere inflation in itself. So they're incrementally deindustrializing us and killing the dollar right now, right before our eyes. And uh, we have to be aware that that's what's going on. The Biden administration is targeting all Americans, all middle class, and excuse me, and uh, it's it's not going away, folks. So we have to get behind uh, the massive wave of political adversaries that are standing for the people. And getting behind the people, now's the time to make the push and donate, give them money, get involved at a local level in any way that you can, because they do not want you to stand up. You should not be going out on vacations every other week because there's a little sunshine coming out. Now's the not the time to do that. Now's the time to dig in and get involved and see what's going on in your local community. Call your local political adversaries, call your local, call the governor's office, call the local DAs, call your mayor, call all of these people and express to them your concern for the future and ask them about these things like these, this global, uh, global strong cities initiative, ask them about that. If they have anything in place already, because you'll be surprised even at these small little towns that these mayors, I know for a fact, some of these mayors in this tiny, tiny town, 3,500 people, they're going to these seminars and they're brainwashing these mayors and inducting them into their global leader society, into the Strong Cities Initiative and indoctrinating them into rolling out some of these things in the name of our safety, right? In the name of the future pandemic that's coming, they're going to do this. And so I'm sounding the alarm, excuse me, and uh, my mic stand keeps falling down. It's uh, it's really annoying. But uh, yeah, guys, that's that's a huge deal that we need to be aware of. And we need to know that inflation is happening uh, before our very eyes. China, Russia, and India are looking to eliminate the petrodollar and they're trading in the rubble. They did a transaction with that, and then eventually it will move into a more fiat 
uh, cryptocurrency is where they're trying to do. They're trying to crash the dollar. And I had this argument uh, with somebody the other day who was a, f- a big financial advisor for like Nike or something crazy. And she was trying to tell me that if we all invest into cryptocurrency, it's going to kill the dollar. And so we need to not do that. And my argument is simple that we have to invest into a diverse form of currency such as Bitcoin and Bitcoin's the only one that I like and it's the only one that I talk about and you can hate me or not or give me I'd love to hear your feedback on Bitcoin if you guys aren't investing in Bitcoin she told me that by us putting our money out of there that's going to further collapse the dollar and I was explaining to her that the dollar's already collapsed and so just it's just really interesting she got emotional and all upset and and is like it's people like you that you know, are going to destroy this country. And I'm just thinking, uh, yeah, lady, we are already in a free fall and $5,200 free fall just last year. If you want to live the exact same life. So let me explain to that. Americans will need to spend $5,200 more this year to live the exact same life. $5,200. That is so much, that is so much inflation that has just been swept under the rug and we're starting to feel the pinch a little bit, aren't we? You know, and now keep in mind, as inflation goes up for us, that means different factions across the world, people are starving to death. They're starving because they can't get food. Think about and imagine not having any food to function and live. You know, the calorie count for the average human is about 12 hundred calories and there is a huge portion i think 800 million people uh, that are below that regiment right now and it's only going to increase folks as things further collapse things are going to get worse now i do want to talk about some good news and i want to talk about the resistance movements that are growing and the education on in which the average person and where the population they're starting to pick up on the fact that we're under attack and we're under a war and we have been captured by these psychological demons that are essentially sucking the life out of us and really they want to come after our children folks we'll see you on the around the other side Broadcasting from the former state of Oregon, FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, folks. We are in segment two. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. Currently on KSLM Radio, if you like and want to hear this podcast at a different date, uh, you can go to noncompliantamerica.com and we have our podcast right there. We also have a video cast on Odyssey. We don't use YouTube anymore, which is live.noncompliantamerica.com. But go there, subscribe, uh, join our channel, get on our podcast, check out our videos. There's some back back scene uh, interviews that we did at the Reawaken Tour that you won't hear on our podcast. And we're trying to add more content. I'm in the process of booking a ton 
of special guests uh, surrounding all various different types of things uh, in regards to science, medicine, uh, business, and just I want to get a grasp of the state of the world, and I and I really want to get some interesting guests on for you. And so that's going to be coming up in the next couple weeks. You're going to start seeing uh, some guests and some more videos. But yeah, if you want to check out some video content with what we do, go to noncompliantamerica.com or go to live.noncompliantamerica.com and subscribe. Also, send me some feedback. Uh, jm at noncompliantamerica.com is my email. I'd love to hear any questions that you guys have on some topics that we raise. Eventually, we're going to be getting into doing phone calls and doing live. In June, I'm going to be going full-time uh, from 7 to 8 on KSLM, and uh, we're going to be taking that slot, which is great because we'll get some good morning updates for you guys uh, every day and try to get the breaking news information that we can. So... What we were talking about before uh, with inflation and food prices and things like that, you'll start seeing tons more articles as things move on into the summer. Here's one right now on from the AP. Food prices soar to record levels on Ukraine war disruptions. So keep in mind, we are talking about Ukraine being one of the largest wheat manufacturers globally. They're a huge wheat supplier. And there was a, a video on Jack Posobiec's Twitter. Um, they were talking about wheat production and how they're not putting seeds in the ground right now. They're not uh, pr producing seeds. So whatever supply that we have, uh, it's not going to carry on into the next year. So realistically, next year or uh, this coming winter, for at the end of the year, we're going to start seeing some of the breakdown of what the ramifications are of that. Kind of like the ramifications that you're seeing right now with the breakdown in the supply chain, breakdown of uh, technology equipment. You can't get chips for vehicles. You can't find certain uh, items. They're just discontinuing it. Restaurants going out of business left and right. I know one of my other favorite uh, restaurants, I saw two of my favorite restaurants, my two favorite restaurants of all times have gone out of business now because of COVID, because of the breakdown. People aren't going out. They're not doing these things that they used to. They broke our habits, folks. They only needed about 28 days to break our habits. And they, in Oregon here, they gave about a year and a half of just pure submission and just filth and disgust. And you guys completely uh, bent over to it and suckered into it, and now we're facing the wrath of what came from that. So now we're getting a taste of what just that lockdown did in itself. They're blaming it on Russia. They're blaming it on Ukraine. That is not why we are where we are at. We are where we are at because we were compliant, because we did listen, because we did tuck tail, run, put our mask on just to get our groceries, put our mask on just to get whatever kind of computer or whatever you wanted to get, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. I'll just put it on. It's no big deal. Well, it is a big deal now, isn't it? Starting to see how big of a deal it actually was and why I made such a big stink about the mask in talking to the school boards, talking to the board of directors, talking to anybody and everybody that I can about what the mask symbolizes and what it represents. It represents slavery. It allows them to further grasp 
are into our lives and clutch into our lives. And so let me tell you, and I can't emphasize it enough, and it's, it's so important because I just keep talking about it and talking about it. I feel like a broken record here because I kind of am. Because I don't know how else to get it through on the importance of what is happening. They are putting in the further enslavement infrastructure right now. They're letting you run back free in the pasture so you forget that you're in a cage. And you're running around and running around and so excited and, oh, we're going to go boating and summer's here and the sunshine's coming and this and that and this and that. You're forgetting what they did to us and what they made this entire system and all the people in it, what they did. Remember going into the grocery store and everybody putting their head down and it was weird. Everybody had a mask on, except me, of course. I would just make them kick me out. I'd make them call the police. I would make them do anything and everything and I would make their lives a living hell to force them to feel ridiculous about the whole thing because it was ridiculous. And now you guys see how ridiculous it was. But don't forget, they're going to be rolling out another system. And further, they, this was all just a beta test. And I don't want to get on a, a, a rant too much. But I just can't emphasize it enough. And they're blaming it on Russia and Ukraine. Folks, this stuff broke down way before that. Our economy came to a halt. They came to a halt right after they did the lockdown. Two years ago, I was driving. I had to drive from Vancouver, Washington, down to Salem area. And I remember it was 5.30 in the afternoon, 5.30 on a Thursday. And I was headed south from Vancouver, Washington to Salem. I saw eight cars on the freeway. Eight cars on the freeway. I was going 80 miles an hour the entire way. There was no cars on the road at rush hour time. That's how constricted we got. So I don't want you guys to forget that. And so I, I have an interesting report I want to play on the next segment about the wheat production and how important it is that we get our food and we're able to preserve our food supply because it's going to be harder and harder to obtain that. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. Joshua Michael, Non-Compliant America. Non-Compliant America. It's April 9th, 2022, and we are living in a dystopia. It's crazy. Uh, just uh, during the break, I was reading a couple articles, and I found this one that was uh, really interesting, um, posted by 
PJW himself, uh, hospital refuses to give nine-year-old boy life-saving kidney transplant because his father is unvaccinated. Dane Donaldson was found to be a perfect donor match for his son, Tanner, back in 2018 before the pandemic began. Knowing that the transplanted kidney from the live donors only lasts for about 20 years, the family decided to delay the procedure. Now the Cleveland Clinic's hospital refuses to perform the operation because the father is unjabbed. So he's unvaccinated. This is the segregation that comes from the ridiculous mask wearing. So it starts with the acceptance of the mask, then it evolves to acceptance of the jabbed versus the unjabbed. Now they couldn't get the racism card to uh, to really pick up. So they got the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated to kind of start that whole wave. And this is an example. Donaldson works in the insurance business and refused to get vaccinated for religious reasons. And because he has seen a large number of clients become critically ill after receiving it. I asked them in a car accident victim, would you vaccinate him on the way to the hospital to rip his kidney out? And they said, no, Donaldson told the Epoch, Epoch Times. So what an interesting, interesting perspective, isn't it? They use the vaccine to control people. They use the vaccine to herd people. They, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. It's pretty, pretty wild. Lockdowns, not the pandemic, created the havoc. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier. And we also discussed what's happening in China, in Shanghai. There is a full lockdown in Shanghai right now. And there's some interesting drone footage that you can see and watch Literally, the entire city is a ghost town. It's a ghost city because they are the uh, model of the future of where these dictators are trying to take, take us. Justin Trudeau loves China because they're a dictatorship and they were able to stop the virus, right? Because of the di dictatorship. Yet here we are again in their dictatorship. They're still having supposedly a trouble with the virus. And remember, I don't know if you guys ever saw the uh, the Chinese videos uh, coming out of China. One, they have a, a, a super firewall where basically they can't get any information out of there. So any information that did come out was completely intentional. They definitely intended on us seeing the panic and hysteria. Remember how people were just collapsing in the streets and they're just like, oh, pfft, dead, gone, done, collapsed. They're being barricaded into their house. And it was just massive panic and just fear, 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 fear. I, I, I would actually love to see if, if somebody has actually seen somebody collapse in the streets, right? We didn't see any of that. None of that ever happened. Everybody just went into their house. Now, after the vaccine, I can give you thousands of videos of people collapsing at uh, school games, high school kids uh, collapsing in the middle of a basketball game or a football game or a soccer game, soccer athletes literally clenching their chest, collapsing and having massive heart attacks. That was after the vaccine though. I'm talking before, right? So never really saw that happen. Uh, and so it's just really interesting. Uh, another article by PJW, masks, mask wearing has left a generation of toddlers struggling with speech 
and social skills. And we all saw this one coming. And I think it's going to be beyond that. I think it's well beyond just social skills and speech. I think it's cognitive. I think it's self-esteem. I think there's all of these psychological things that have happened to these children to where they're going to be in a fear-like state and they're going to be scared to go out in the world when they're growing as uh, preteens and teenagers. We haven't even seen the effects that has happened from all this ridiculous mask wearing and the hypocrisy that we would see with these teachers preying on the kids, telling them they have to have it above their nose or they're going to get in trouble and just all this ridiculous dictatorial stuff. Now, keep in mind, I said dictatorial, dictators, dictatorship. The war is not necessarily on us directly. It's on our kids. They want our kids to be subservient and to be completely isolated from us and the rest of the world so they can control them with their technology devices. So they can indoctrinate them through YouTube and Facebook and the Disney Channel and Netflix and all the other ways that they are touching and reaching our children and teaching them about sexual stuff and drugs and disobeying your parents and socialism and all the other things that they're being inducted into, that's where the real war is happening. That's where the real fight is. What happened when they took away our schools and they got in-person learning banned for a while? What happened? What was the first thing that it did? Sent every all these kids home to get on iPads and computers and all they did was just focus on and stare at the screen. And mom and dad were so concerned about what was coming or losing their job or figuring out how that's going to work that they're like, here, just take an iPad. Here, just take take a computer. Oh, you have to do your, uh, you got to do your school. You got to do your class. You got to do this. And so what did it do? It inducted them out of the 3D world of playing in the dirt, playing with trees, having friends, riding your bikes, doing all these fun, exciting things that we used to do, build forts when we were kids. To suddenly, it forced them, this is the hustle, it forced them into staring at a screen for much longer periods than done before. It inducted them into that, right? It inducted them into that. Think of the hustle. Such a big hustle. Excuse me. It's allergy season and we're starting to get allergies. So... That is the most uh, disheartening thing of this entire situation is what they did to the kids. Because as I said, we don't know the effects in which how this has affected them, their self-esteem, their psychological issues. And with the young, young kids, they might have some little cork or tick that comes up in the future that we will never know how they got it or where it came from, but it could very be well be directed to shoving a mask on their face and not allowing them to breathe, let alone the lack of oxygen that they've got on their brain development. What does brain damage come from? Where do you get brain damage? How does a brain damage victim, what is it, what is it caused by? It's caused by lack of oxygen in the brain. So when you put a mask on your kid, their oxygen level drops, their carbon dioxide increases, 
which decreases the oxygen in the brain, what is that doing? Very at a micro level is potentially causing them to have minor brain damage, right? Now, I know I might be stretching for some of you and you guys are going, oh my gosh, that's crazy. This guy is crazy. He's crazy. How dare he talk about that, right? But I can show you tons and tons of studies all throughout that show how the masks, one, were ineffective in combating against the virus, two, how the masks actually lowered your immune system because you're not getting oxygen into your body, which is then allows for you to be healthy, right? If God made us to where we need to wear a mask, we would have been born with a mask on. It is unnatural amongst many, many other things. So if I could sell, say or tell anybody, the best thing that you can do if you're having a hard time, if you're listening to this and it's really overwhelming or anything else, the best thing to do is just get back in touch with nature and God and pray and just believe and know that if you pray, God will answer your prayers and he will help all of us. And we need to understand he is guiding this entire thing. We were a very sick and we still are a very sick society. And it's time that we get cleansed a little bit mentally and spiritually. We've been aborting our babies for a long time and getting away with it. And that is disgusting and sickening. And God does not like that. So before we go on to the next break, there are a few things that I want to cover. Once again, you guys can subscribe to us at noncompliantamerica.com. You can also check out my Odyssey page, uh, which is live.noncompliantamerica.com. We're going to be broadcasting live at Dorchester, the governor's debate at Dorchester. This uh, looks like two weeks from now. And so we're going to be broadcasting live, interviewing, trying to narrow down if any of these governors and any of these candidates are worth voting for. That's the goal is we want to peacefully uh, overturn this ridiculous democratic regime that's had a stronghold on our state for so long. We want to combat against that. But we also need to make sure we're not getting back into business as usual or rolling out one of these rhino Republicans that are going to give us all this lip service, but in the end, they're going to be working in tandem with the Democrats because that's where it's been and that's what Oregon has been. And we're trying to defend against that and keep that. But there's some very interesting things going on behind the scenes in regards to this governor's race and what some of these candidates that we believe in and what they've been doing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. It's better to die on your feet than live on your knees. We can't continue to be silent. Your voice will set us free. Broadcasting live, it's Joshua Michael. We have a decision to make. And the decision is, are we going to stand up 
and fight. Fight for our futures, fight for our kids' futures. Fight for in every way that we can and every ounce of our body that we can. Because that is the fight that we are in. Whether you see the fight or not, that is what's happening. It's a fight for our souls. It's a fight for our futures. And it's a fight for our way of life. The utmost fundamental thing that we have is our personal liberties and our personal freedoms. And those are being challenged right now. They're being subverted right now behind closed doors. I know you don't see it. That's because they're trying to get you to go back to sleep. They're trying to get you to go back to sleep so you don't see exactly what's going on. One of the things that they're going to use to get you to go and be, uh, get you back into your submission is through the food crisis that's coming. It's not here yet. It's here in other places around the world. And you guys are starting to see it, but it's coming. And there's nothing that we can do to stop it because plants can only grow so fast. They're going to try to get everybody to eat bugs. I kid you not. Klaus Schwab talks about you will like bugs and you will eat bugs and you will like it. And that's the future because we won't have much food left. So if you haven't stocked up on survival food, to get you through these harder times, I highly suggest it. My Patriot Supply is an awesome source for dry, storable foods. Without further ado, I did want to go over a little bit in regards to this food. Um, they talk about the wheat in Ukraine and how impactful it is that they're not planting the wheat. Check it out. There's a number of first order and then second order effects that are not just about sanctions, but also about export controls by Russia that are creating swings in food markets like we've never seen, and will almost certainly lead to widespread famine by the end of this year at this point. So the first important point to note is about 15% of the world's calories come from wheat. About a third of that wheat comes from Russia, Ukraine, Russia has banned export of wheat. And the, the wheat spring planting season is like now, this week. Um, and there's not a lot of planting going on. You know, a lot of commodity folks are in the field trying to figure out who's actually going to go to field and plant. But um, no one's making, you know, the concerted effort that they normally would under normal circumstances. So not only is the current wheat supply in Russia, Ukraine blocked up and cannot make its way to countries like Africa or countries in Africa and elsewhere, but the future planting season is now significantly at risk. And again, that's 15% of global calories. The whole planet Earth operates on a 90-day food supply. So um, once we stop making food, humans run out of food in 90 days. So another way to think about that is our food supply excess, our capacity um, uh, in excess is about 25% of our global production. So if our global production goes down by 12%, we've lost half of our global food supply. And that's not just linearly across all nations. What happens is the most vulnerable nations lose their food supply first, and the richer nations buy that food supply to secure their population's calories. And so you very quickly see a bifurcation happen when you have a shortage in a food supply like this of just a few points, where suddenly famine is a real risk. And we already have about 800 million people on Earth that are subsisting on below 1200 calories a day. 
So this very quickly tips the bucket in a significant way in a number of countries that's going to be really awful. And that's just on the wheat supply and wheat planting problem. The bigger problem is the energy price problem and the phosphorus and potassium problem. All fertilizer is made up of nitrogen, phosphorus, or potassium. Those are the three major types of fertilizer that farmers around the world have to use every year in order to grow that crop. Without fertilizer, plants don't grow. Nitrogen is made from natural gas. 98% of the world's ammonia is made from natural gas. Natural gas prices, as you guys know, have doubled, and the, and the futures market looks like in some places, natural gas prices going up like 4x. As a result, the price of ammonia fertilizer, nitrogen-based fertilizer, has gone from $200 a ton to $1,000 a ton. So it's five times as expensive to buy basic ammonia fertilizer today than it was a few weeks ago or a few months ago. And so this is now leading a lot of farmers around. And then the other big problem is phosphorus. So phosphorus, by some estimates, I mean, you know, there, there's a little variation around here, but about 10% of the world's right, phosphate can, comes out of Russia. You guys get the idea. Um, we are just completely being obliterated with the fundamental uh, transport and supply chain uh, through all the different facets across the world and globally. We are facing a global situation. And so I want to emphasize how to get prepared. You know, with the inflation basically ruining everybody's savings account, if you got money in your savings account, it is diminishing by the day for how much the inflation is taking into effect. Your buying power is decreasing exponentially by the day. And they're going to accelerate this and it's accelerating very quickly. So if you have your money just stored in a bank account somewhere, I if it, if I were you, I would be starting to look at different subsidi subsidies on how to preserve your wealth or how to protect yourself. One of the big things that I've heard is talking about commodities. So buying non-heirloom seeds, uh, you know, getting things like fertilizer so you can plant, uh, water filtration systems, uh, ammo, you know, medical kits, things like that. You want to start preparing for the future because as things break down further, it'll be harder and harder to obtain some of those tangible items. I know like antibiotics um, is a big one because they won't be able to, to do that. But fertilizers is a big thing because that's the fundamental thing. If we can't grow crops to feed our animals, then the animals can't eat. They starve to death and then we no longer can get meat, right? And there's just this huge wave of things happening and it's, and, it's, and it's very challenging to navigate around it. And our goal is to expose that and our goal is to say no, hence the word non-compliant America. And if you like this podcast and you want to give us some feedback, reach out to me, noncompliantamerica.com or jm at noncompliantamerica.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear where you guys are at, anything or any other points that I might be missing. Um, you guys are the grassroots human individuals that are help leading this movement and keeping things alive and keeping things going and remembering who the enemies are. So on that note, it's always good to be prepared. You can't lose by getting storable food. You can't lose by having you know an extra set of you know, first aid kits or something like that around, you cannot lose from that. And you, and it's a good time to get it and order it and get it available right now while it's still available. Remember when toilet paper ran out, everybody freaked out. Toilet paper is gone, you can't get it, which I think was a false scarcity that they were purposely holding it back to invoke more panic. 
right? I never knew anybody cared so much about toilet paper until then. But that's a prime example on how quickly things can diminish and the grocery store shelves can be empty in a matter of three or four days without having trucks. Just think about that. Three or four days, are you ready for that? So we're going to get a huge, huge wave, kind of changing gears here. We're going to get a huge wave of Republicans getting voted into office. And we're going to be at Dorchester coming up here in the next couple weeks. And we're going to try to vet out those Republicans and those governors to find out which one are going to be the soldiers for humanity and the soldiers for people, we the people, or are they just going to still be a Democratic shill and be a placeholder and give us a bunch of lip service? Thank you very much for listening. I'm Joshua Michael with Noncompliant America. Hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next weekend. Thank you.